Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. We are going to continue to take your calls We've got Caroline Levitt coming up at the one thirty. Sorry if I misspoke there. It all blends together, but she will be coming up at one thirty, and she can answer any of your questions about the upcoming New Hampshire primary. And I actually just wanted to read one other part of the CNN article here. It says, but with Democrats and independents allowed to vote in the Republican contest on Tuesday, Biden write-in operatives suspect that many of their potential voters will instead cast ballots for former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who's been gaining momentum against Donald Trump in the Granite State. On the other end of the spectrum, there's also a last-minute effort encouraging voters to write in ceasefire as a protest against Biden from the pro-Palestinian wing of the party. So he's fighting two different obstacles right now. He's fighting the people whose Trump derangement is going to overtake their desire to vote for Joe Biden, which can you blame them? I mean, he doesn't really elicit a lot of excitement from people, but he's also fighting against people who are going to get all the way there, have the pen in their hand, be ready to write, and then they write ceasefire. So both of those things together, Jared, it's given me hope that maybe Joe might not win this one. The write-in won't be enough. Poor old Joe just can't catch a break. He can't catch a break. And before we go to the calls here, we have a story on Fannie Willis. We have a story on Hunter Biden. I'll take your calls before then, but there is one thing I wanted to play. This was very, very strange. A lot of people are familiar with Barbara Lee, representative from California. She's one of the names that wants to replace Dianne Feinstein eventually when another election comes up. She'd be going against uh, Schiff and I think is it Katie Porter who's also running? Uh, So Barbara Lee was being interviewed on CNN and there's this very strange story that she tells, which if true, big if, You'd think this would be a bigger deal. You'd think there'd be a really quick way to get to the bottom of this. This is Barbara Lee, Cut 7. Secondly, you have personal racism, which is hard to address, but I'll give you one little story that shows you why uh, we need to understand that I don't think she really understands racism. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol, and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And, you know, we have uh, pens, and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress, and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen, and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now, this is an example of what personal racism is and how people of color constantly have to deal with this each and every day. Now, if that happened, and maybe it did, so it was a possibility. But if that happened, I feel like there'd be a pretty quick way to figure out who that person was. If you told Barbara Lee she couldn't vote and then asked her whose pen she stole, I think that anecdote, I would have heard it before this appearance on CNN. I think that what people need to hear is just the truth. 
It is getting a little, there, people are comparing it to Jesse Smollett, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. This could be a true story of racism at play. It's just strange to me that we don't know who this person is and that she never told anyone until now. Uh, 844-500-4242. Let's go to the callers here. Um, let's go to, let's go to Ken. Ken, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Ken. Hi, Grace. My wife last night and I were cooking dinner and we got a phone call and it was, we thought it was spam, but it was a Republican survey. And it was interesting because they asked, you know, who, who we wanted to vote for. And my wife goes, well, we're really undecided. And she, you know, my wife is pretty cunning. She goes, well, what do you suggest? <laughs> they, they say, oh, well, we like Nikki Haley. And I thought that that was very interesting that it was a survey that was supposed to be conducted on a non-biased way, but they were making a suggestion who we should vote for. I, I like that uh, response. Who do you suggest? That's a good one. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely a push here for Nikki Haley, and some people think it's going to work. I don't think it is. I mean, I know the numbers look, from what the media is pushing out in these polls, looks like she's very strong in New Hampshire, but I'm just not hearing that. I'm not hearing that from people. The, the one thing I will say is this part of the story from CNN, and this was how he's poll question the other day, I do fully believe that. I fully believe that Democrats and independents, if they're able to vote on Tuesday, will vote for Nikki over voting for Joe. Because I think in most situations, sticking it to Trump is greater than all the rest. Like sticking it to Trump, pardon, you know, the pun here, but it trumps everything else. Donald, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Donald. Yes, Grace. Uh, I think I know what President Trump's talking about, how they're trying to play around with the Democrats in the primary. Okay. I was at a court case, okay, in Concord on January 5th. Okay. The de- the gov- governor Kristen Nunu, appointed Secretary of State, extended the date, the cutoff date, four extra months to give time for the Democrats to infiltrate and leave the Democrat Party and go undeclared. That was that was happened on January 5th. Okay, I'll ask Donald, I'll ask, was- hold on, Donald, I'll ask Caroline about that. Uh, I think the cutoff that you had to decide... Um, it was in October, but I'll ask Caroline about that when we come back. Uh, Lisa, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Lisa. Hi, Grace. Um, I just wanted to comment. Um, I think the way that Democrats are so sly and come up with all these um, little schemes and stuff, I don't understand why Republicans aren't more cunning and conniving. We should have put... A little bit of money, as many billions as we put into these races, we couldn't have put a few million into the ceasefire right in, <laughs> just so Joe Biden got less less votes. But um, I don't know. I just I'm not familiar with New Hampshire politics, but I do know I do remember the Operation Chaos. So. Yeah. No, and, and you know what, Lisa, your point about Democrats like that is something where if if the opportunity presented itself to Democrats, they would not miss a beat on that. They are very crafty when it comes to those things. And Lisa's not wrong. I mean, every every single story I read about Republicans, I'm always sitting here going, there's nothing like this is the best we can do. There's so few people who are as cunning as 
the people on the left. Like, you might not be able to stand them, but... And, you know, I always made fun of Nancy Pelosi when she would say, I'm a master legislator. I would always make fun of her. But she's not wrong. Like, for as much as I can't stand her and I disagree with everything she does, she was able to accomplish a lot. And you could also say the same thing about Joe Biden. We could sit here all day and talk about how, you know, he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't know where he is. The guy has managed to push this country so far left he has us on the brink of destruction i have to imagine that's the goal and so if that's the goal then he's actually accomplishing quite a bit and it's not just that the republicans don't do that when they see people like lee zeldin and harmeet dillon who in the states of new york and california have voting success have figured out ballot harvesting have figured out canvassing to do all that stuff they actively reject them from leadership roles yeah. You know what else I was just thinking about, too, is the the people going in, right, and trying to decide, OK, do I want to vote for Nikki Haley and stick it to Trump or do I want to vote for Joe Biden? Those people forget the ceasefire crowd. I'm talking about those people who are, you know, deciding if they want to vote for Joe or if they want to vote for Nikki Haley. Keep in mind, there's also something in the back of their heads probably saying it's not even going to be Joe in the end. Like, I won't even be voting for Joe Biden. It's going to be whoever they end up replacing him with. That's probably going to factor in, too. So that makes you no matter who that makes you want to stick it to Trump even more because you're like, well, if I vote for Joe, it doesn't even make a difference. It's not going to be Joe. It's going to be Gavin Newsom or it's going to be Kamala Harris or somebody else. I think that actually might have a part of this as well. 844-500-4242. I know I see you on the lines and I do want to take your calls. But can I can I just read you a tiny bit about Fannie Willis? Just a little bit here. This is from Jonathan Turley. In a surprising filing, Fulton County's district attorney, Fannie Willis, has accused the estranged wife of her alleged lover of conspiring to undermine the Trump prosecution by seeking her deposition in the messy divorce case of Nathan Wade. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but if you have an affair with a married guy and then the wife wants you to be deposed... I don't think you turn around and say, well, you're part of a political conspiracy to prevent me from getting Donald Trump. It's like, no, 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 you're you're overcomplicating things. <laughs> you're involved now in my messy divorce. That's what this is. I, if I had to guess whether Jocelyn Wade is a MAGA crazy woman trying to help Donald Trump escape prosecution or if she's just an angry wife. I'm going to go angry wife. That's just what my instincts are telling me. Willis, again, does not deny having an affair with Wade, who she appointed lead prosecutor in the case. Paid him a lot of money, too. Instead, she accuses Jocelyn Wade of an affair that broke up the marriage and suggests that she is coordinating with Trump forces to interfere with the prosecution. So she's accusing the wife now of an affair. Think about that. Think about how messy this is. This my woman hurts. Well, Jared, it's 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 the arrogance like she's Hunter Biden level arrogance. She goes to a church in Atlanta to compare herself to MLK Jr. And to talk about how everyone expects her to be perfect because she's a black woman. And now after having allegedly an affair with this guy, she's going to blame his wife for breaking up the marriage and saying she had an affair. She's got brass, you know what, if I ever saw them. Willis bases her conspiracy theory on the fact that on January 8th, Roman's filing was made public. And on the same day, that's the guy who's, you know, 
who really blew the cover on this whole thing. And on the same day, she was served a subpoena and there was a move to unseal the Wade's divorce case. Uh, by attacking the estranged wife of her alleged lover, Willis only increases concerns over the professional separation between Willis and Wade in making decisions in the case. Yeah, I, I don't think you're convincing people that you're like a reliable narrator now. The woman who was on all these cruises with this highly paid, underqualified prosecutor. <laughs> What, what is it, though? Is it that everybody's racist against her? Or is it that Nathan Wade's estranged wife has been plotting with Trump people to ruin her case against Orange Man? I don't know. I just I can't put my finger. Maybe it's a combination of all of it. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles is a superb architect. When it comes to dentistry, he is the best at what he does. He fixes your teeth and your smile. But what he really does is he builds the self-confidence of his patients. Because when you have a smile that you're proud of, it builds confidence in your professional life and in your personal life. The better you look, the better you feel. And who doesn't want to feel good? It's 2024. It's the year. It's your year. And you should feel good in it. Um, and if you've been thinking about this for a long time, if you've been putting it off, I'm telling you, Dr. Houghton is the nicest person. He's so talented. And he's really committed to getting you the smile that you're not only going to be proud of, but the exact smile that you want, that you've dreamed about. So if you want to check them out, I encourage you to go to perfectsmiles.com. Just FYI, they're they're located uh, off Route 3, very easy to get to, lots of parking. But again, I would check out perfectsmiles.com. That's perfectsmiles.com. More calls when we get back. And I also want to talk about Hunter Biden's friend, Kevin Morris, who uh, we have a transcribed interview or, you know, James Comer had a transcribed interview and it doesn't look good for Kevin Morris. He's saying he's being taken out of context, but we'll let you decide that. And also, you know, who's really, um, really making a run at being one of the most obnoxious members of Congress, which is such a tough competition. Dan Goldman. Dan Goldman is so obnoxious and so rude. The way he treated a woman who lost her daughter to uh, fentanyl will blow your mind. The smugness of this guy is out of bounds. We'll talk about that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. Here's a story, okay? This is from Yahoo. It says, Former President Donald Trump's closing message to New Hampshire voters contains falsehoods about the upcoming primary election, including a baseless claim that Democrats are planning to infiltrate the primary to support former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Now, I think they're just taking... I think what, what Trump was saying, and this is... We're about to head into, hopefully, four more years of this nonsense, where they... They totally understand what he's saying, 
but they get him on like a technicality or they they play dumb and act like they don't get what he's trying to say. He says Nikki Haley is counting on Democrats and liberals to infiltrate your Republican Party. He said um, to a small uh, ballroom filled with supporters in Portsmouth on Wednesday evening before blaming New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu for the state's primary system. I think that's what that last caller was making a point about, um, which allows undeclared voters, which make up 40 percent of the state's registered voters to vote either the Republican or Democratic primary on January 23rd. Trump repeated the same unfounded claim to a crowd of over 1000 in Atkinson, New Hampshire, Tuesday night. I don't think he's lying, though. I I think what he's trying to say is there are people who are Democrats who realize it benefits them to not say they're Democrats, and then they can go in and they can vote Democrat or Republican. And I'm sure there's Republicans who do that, too, who go, yeah, I'm a Republican, but it benefits me to go in and be able to vote either way in these primaries. Do, am I oversimplifying it, or is he just being a, a total liar? No, not at all. I've There have been times I'm, I'm unregistered or, or unenrolled in Massachusetts. There have been times in the primary where I have pulled a Democrat ballot in, you know, for the same reason, just uh, Operation Chaos, it kind of like that. So th- that exists. I but, mean, but Jared, people it, it do especially that. exists in New Hampshire. And, yeah. Like 40% of the voters in New Hampshire are undeclared voters. Right. I don't think it's because they are not interested in politics or they don't know typically who they're going to vote for. I think it's because they probably like having the option come this time every four years. Same reason I do it. I hardly ever vote Democrat. I'll never vote Democrat in a a general, but in the primary, I'll, you know. You like to have a little fun for yourself. I like to have a little fun sometimes. Yeah, that's not an untruth. And there's an actual operation that people talk about in New Hampshire. Actively encouraging people to do that. They're they're once again though the media is acting like they don't understand what oh, he's getting are. at. Like, oh no. Fact check. Fact check false. Uh, today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. We're going to talk to her about that when she comes on with us next. For more information, go to gracecurleyshow.com. Click on the listener getaway banner. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurleyshow.com, is do you think Joe Biden will win his write-in campaign in New Hampshire? So I want to ask Caroline if she thinks he's going to win and like what vibe she's getting, because not only does she work for Trump, but she's from New Hampshire and she's got a lot of sources on the ground there. Um, I would be nervous, I think, if I were Joe or if I were part of the the Biden team, I would be nervous between the ceasefire crowd and the crowd that's going to want to spite Trump. I think he's got a problem. And, and you know, how he played Dean Phillips's ad yesterday. I'll be real with you guys. I've heard worse. I did not think it was the worst ad. I think he said, I think he said something like, why would you write Joe Biden in when he's already written you off? And I thought that kind of has a nice ring to it. So, yeah, I I don't think he's going to win the write in. Eighty three percent of the audience says no. They agree with you. Seventeen percent think he still might. Jared, remember how yesterday we were talking about the um, the story out of Miami International with the TSA sign? There's another big story today about a flight. It's this flaming Atlas Air Boeing cargo plane lights up the sky before making emergency landing in Miami. Terrifying footage this from The New York Post. Posted to social media showed fire burning in the Atlas Air Jet's left wing as it made its way across the night sky, leaving a trail of smoke and flames in its wake. I was going to make the poll question, 
Do you feel differently about flying than you have in the past? But I wanted to keep it on New Hampshire because of our timeline here. But I'll tell you right now, I do feel differently. I think these last couple stories, maybe we're just hearing about them more often, but definitely makes me a little nervous. We'll be right back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. So New Hampshire is top of mind for everyone right now, and there's no better person that we could have on the show for you today than Trump's new national press secretary, Caroline Levitt. She's joining the show now. And Caroline, what I love about this is you can give us so much insight into the Trump campaign and what he's thinking, but you're also a New Hampshire girl through and through. So my first question for you before we get into the primary stuff is how is everyone in Hampton doing? I I know there was a lot of flooding last week. We had footage of it that you gave us on the site. Is everyone there doing okay? Yes. <clears throat> Thank you so much for asking and for having me, Grace. I am a resident of the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I'll tell you, uh, the ocean is a powerful force. Our home, our yard, was completely wiped out uh, by the ocean. It looked like Lake Winnipesaukee in our backyard. Unfortunately, our great beaches uh, could use a little spring cleanup this coming spring, but uh, no one was hurt from what I understand Everyone was safe. That's what's most important. Uh, but I'll say there's going to be many landscaping companies in this state who are going to be quite busy uh, in the next couple of months cleaning up yards on the seacoast, including mine. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear everyone's doing okay. Carolyn, I, I want to switch gears here and I want to talk about Trump in New Hampshire. So obviously the narrative we're getting from a lot of people in media is that, you know, Nikki Haley's running really closely with Trump and, and she's making a lot of headway. I haven't seen that. Uh, I don't think the polls necessarily even really hint at that. And I'm just going anecdotally here from what I hear from my listeners Uh, People aren't feeling that in their day-to-day lives. However, are you seeing anything different? And is Trump nervous at all? Or does he feel like we're we're on the home stretch here to victory? We are absolutely on the home stretch to victory. I will tell you, Grace, you know, I've just been on the campaign now for a few days, but we most definitely have, Team Trump has the most uh, strong ground game in New Hampshire. A few fun facts for your audience. President Trump has more official state legislative endorsements in our state uh, than both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Sixty-seven people in our state legislature are backing him. Um, Our team on the ground is incredible. In fact, I'm at the Trump headquarters in Manchester right now. There are many hardworking volunteers making phone calls, going out to knock doors. We have 2,000 active volunteers across the state. We have a county chair for every single county. We have 250 town captains that are deploying door knockers in their respective towns every single day. We have multiple national surrogates coming in over the weekend. Senator J.D. Vance is about to arrive here at the headquarters any minute. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik will be here in the morning in Manchester if anyone's interested in attending that event and meeting the congresswoman. They are more than welcome to come by the Trump headquarters in Manchester tomorrow at 10 a.m. You can go to DonaldJTrump.com to sign up. So, look, this is the most well-organized, enthusiastic campaign on the ground in New Hampshire. Our people are working incredibly hard to turn out the vote. 
for the president on Tuesday. And the president himself is working incredibly hard. He is hosting multiple events every single night, uh, starting tonight in Concord, New Hampshire, all the way through uh, on Tuesday. So I know there are thousands of people who have already signed up, excited about his rally tonight in Concord. He'll be in Manchester tomorrow night. He'll be in Rochester on Sunday. Plenty of opportunities to get up here and hear from the former president yourself. Uh, we feel like he is in a very good position to win and finally put Nikki Haley's campaign to bed once and for all. Caroline, one thing I hear a lot um, from my New Hampshire listeners is they're nervous about the integrity of these elections. And obviously, Trump's no stranger to that either. He's he's voiced his concern in the past when it comes to New Hampshire. Um, I've had people just today calling up about these college students who are voting and whether or not there's a way to keep track of who's voting more than once, if that's even possible. What do you say to people who are looking at our elections right now and think and they're getting nervous that they're going to get a replay of what's happened before or that no matter where you fall on it, that they're just not going to feel strongly that their elections had integrity and that everything was above board. What do you tell those people? What's the Trump campaign doing to avoid that? Well, first of all, here in New Hampshire, we need to understand the rules of our primary. And unfortunately, unaffiliated voters are allowed to vote in the Republican primary. Now, prior to the October 6th deadline to uh, change registration, there were 3,000 Democrats uh, that registered as unaffiliated voters. And Nikki Haley and Chris Sununu have made a very tangible and vocal effort to push those Democrats uh, out to the polls to vote in our Republican primary. And so in order to combat that, we need every Republican or unaffiliated voter who wishes to vote in this Republican primary in New Hampshire to get out and vote on Tuesday. If we flood the polls, uh, then it's going to be a good result, just as it was in Iowa for the former president. We need our armies on the ground not to get complacent. As President Trump himself has said, we may be ahead in the polls, but let's play like we are uh, one point behind. And so, you know, that's the message on the ground. Flood the polls so much that, um, you know, election integrity uh, it, it won't be a worry for us because we're getting, we're making our voices heard. We're casting our ballots. With that said, uh, Team Trump is very cognizant of, you know, the worries that so many of us, including the former president himself, have about election integrity. And there have been uh, positive efforts in many states across this country, including battleground states like Pennsylvania and Georgia since the 2020 election to tighten up election laws. But it's incumbent upon every individual voter uh, to understand the voting laws in their state. And as far as New Hampshire goes, that means if you're an unaffiliated voter, you can vote on Tuesday if you pull a Republican ballot. And we got to do it to combat our rhino governor and Nikki Haley, who are trying to have Democrats infiltrate this primary. Now, Caroline, when it comes to Joe Biden and his write-in attempts here, and obviously it's been very confusing how this how this team feels about New Hampshire. On one hand, they're saying it doesn't matter, and now they're sending people out to encourage Democrats to write in his name. I would love your take on whether or not Joe Biden's going to win this, because there's kind of a couple of factors against him, which I know you're aware of. First of all, write-ins are always a little tricky. Second of all, now you have people who are going to write and ceasefire as a way to stand against his his stance on Israel. Um, do you think Joe Biden should be worried about this, or is is he going to end up prevailing? I think Joe Biden should be very very worried about the fact that he completely ignored this state. The voters here 
uh, really care deeply about our first in the nation primary. We take great pride in it, as we should. It's a 100 year old tradition. And Joe Biden basically slapped every single voter up and down the state in the face by saying, uh, I'm going to go to South Carolina first because it's more racially diverse. Uh, we care about tradition. We care about history. Uh, and voters here know how to vet candidates. They know who can be trusted on the issues. It's very clear Joe Biden can't. Uh, President Trump has fought to protect our first in the nation primary. Joe Biden obviously doesn't give a crap about it. Uh, the only time he showed up in this state, Grace, was to go tout the uh, Inflation Reduction Act that actually hiked inflation and talk about a random bridge that was being built. And a gentleman who lives in the town close by to the bridge said it best to WMUR-TV. He said, frankly, I drove over that bridge every single day. It doesn't bother me. But what does bother me is the fact that I can't afford to heat my home because of Joe Biden's energy policies. Uh, and so the policies of this administration have hurt the great people of this state. I know that firsthand being from here and hearing from so many people who have been just crushed by Joe Biden's economic agenda, his wide open border agenda. I mean, a, a horrifying story out of Boston, which is very, of course, close to home for so many, where an alleged rapist was actually released back into the community. That just goes to show you that this open border policy is impacting every community and corner of this state, of every state. The people here are, are fed up with Joe Biden because of it. So, yes, he should be worried about this state, not just on Tuesday, but also, I will say, in a general election as well. Caroline, what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, when do you think Trump will tell us who his vice president is going to be? And I know you can't really give us too, too much information, but do you have any idea? Is he leaning towards anyone? I mean, the, recently we heard people saying Vivek for VP. Elise Stefanik's been floated around a little bit. Uh, Megyn Kelly was talking about how she doesn't put it past him to choose Nikki Haley. What can you tell us as your loyal fans here and your listeners <laughs> I know you want to give us the inside track. What's going on with the VP pick? Grace, I love you so much, and I love your effort to try and have me make some news on this show. But genuinely, I don't know. I wish I could say I was in the know on that one, but I'm not. Uh, and frankly, I don't think anyone is except for the man himself. Uh, he, you know, he loves to bounce ideas off of people and get people's insight. He's a great listener. I believe he's in the process of doing that and, and making up his mind. And once he does, I'm sure it'll be a great pick. I mean, you just mentioned a few names that um, are great. And, uh, you know, there's a, a deep bench in the Republican Party right now. So whomever he chooses, I'm sure will be the right decision. Uh, and we'll just have to wait and see what he says. Caroline, what can you tell my audience about this trip you're going on? Everyone is so excited. Um, I know there's some spots left. If people still haven't signed up yet, but they want to, they can go to gracecurlyshow.com. They can click on the banner. But tell them a little bit about this trip and what you guys are going to do. <laughs> yes. So just to be clear, this is post-2024 election. All right, you guys. We all are going to be very busy between now and November. This trip is going to be uh, late November of this year to Iceland with Colette Travel. I am very excited to take part in it. Uh, it's going to be a great time. And uh, you can go to HowieCarshow.com to learn more. We're going to explore the Blue Lagoon, the Northern Lights, the Icelandic culture and food. And the spots are filling up quick race, I am told, which is very exciting. So uh, go online and learn more. And I look forward to 
chatting with everyone soon. Thanks for having me, Grace. Thank you so much, Caroline. I know you're very busy and we appreciate all of your time. We hope to have you on again soon. I think I'll be seeing you very soon. Um, and so we can't wait for that. Good luck heading into this primary in New Hampshire. I know they're they're definitely tapping into all of Caroline's uh, instincts with that because she's a New Hampshire girl and uh, she's very important to that campaign. So good luck, Caroline. Okay, now the other thing I wanted to let people know about before we go to break is the Nauset Beach Inn. The Nauset Beach Inn just opened reservations for their winter getaways. And this is the perfect opportunity. It's after the holidays. Everyone's a little run down. Everyone's a little tired. Everybody needs to unwind and to treat yourself. And this is a really good way to relax, to be able to enjoy Cape Cod on the off season. And Jared, you've done this and it was exactly what you needed. Yeah, it was the perfect getaway. It was the Cape in the winter, which everybody knows is the best time to be on the Cape. You don't have to worry about crowds. You can get reservations. You can have room and space to think. And the Nauset Beach Inn is great because it is right on the beach. I mean, it is right there. You are steps from the beach once you get outside your room. If it's, you know, if it's a day like today where it's really cold and you just want to stay inside, you get super cozy in there because each room has its own fireplace and a nice giant picture window so you can stay in. You can be cozy. You can take a, take in the view from the room, or if you're a little braver, you can go, you can sit out by the fire pits, which are fantastic. The wife and I loved having our coffee by the fire pit, watching the sunrise. Uh, you can see stars at night. You can see the moon rise. You can go for a walk on the beach with your dog because it's pet friendly. You can see stars. The, the Nasa Beach Inn is the place to go for a getaway. And for this price, Jared, I mean, anyone who's familiar with Cape Cod, it is usually very yep. expensive. So expensive that you oftentimes think, well, I can't I, I can't swing that. This deal is unbelievable. You're going to be able to stay at the Nasa Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. That's unheard of for Cape Cod. So don't delay. These rooms go fast. If you want to book your room today, your Ocean View room, you can go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. We will be right back. We have a great segment planned for you. And in the two o'clock hour, there's still so many stories to get through, including Biden bailing out 74,000 student loan borrowers and so much more. Don't go anywhere. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curley Show. So you're looking for a deal and you want to make it real. A money-saving deal. It's Grace's Goodies. Goodies, goodies. I am so excited about this Grace's Goodies because it's just, it seems too good to be true, but it's not. Dave Henchy from the Nauset Beach Inn is giving you guys such an incredible deal. And Dave, what I love about this time of year for people is everybody's burnt out. You know, we just got through the holidays. Everybody's tired. Everybody's done everything for everyone else. And now it's time where someone can treat themselves and relax. And I'd love for you to explain to people why this is the perfect place to do that. Well, since I'm sitting in one of the rooms right now looking at the, the white caps out on the ocean, and I was up here two days ago. We had a pair of bald eagles. on. You know, we've got four acres of land here overlooking the ocean. You can, uh, we're... 85 yards from the surf line. It's just beautiful here. Um, the, 
prices right in the winter. Let's start with that. It's only $199 a room, um, which is unbelievable for a water view room on, on Cape Cod. Uh, the fire pits, I'm sitting next to a fireplace in every room. And then we have the outdoor fire pits, which we light all the time, unless it's wet, of course. You can't do it then. Um, people are out hiking on the beach. They're here with their dogs. And, you know, they bring the kids down or they sit here and have a lovely takeout dinner from one of our great restaurants here in town. Uh, enjoy the sunset and the beautiful colors and have a nice glass of wine. Or maybe go out to maybe the Hog Island Brewery for some entertainment at night or down to the Chatham Squire or walk Main Street and have entertainment down there every Friday night, too. It's uh, it's just a lovely time of year. i got nothing but great things to say about it. Yeah, and right now, while supplies last, you can get a gift certificate to the Nauset Beach Inn. It's valued at $200. You're getting it for just $100. Now, Dave, I'm very familiar with Cape Cod. I grew up going there all the time. I got married off-season in Cape Cod. So you don't have to convince me of it. But for anyone who's listening who might not be as familiar with this area and how special it is, what are some of the things people can do if they want to come visit the Nauset Beach Inn? Well, first of all, we're, we're inside the National Seashore, and then all the way down Cape, we have the, just the, the stunning of the Cape Cod National Seashore, and the National Seashore Visitor Center and the museums open up there. It's wonderful. All the restaurants and shops are open, and the, the prices this time of year are also very good, and the seafood is the freshest you'll ever see. The, uh, the amount of walking trails and outdoor things that you can do, it's just it's gorgeous. We're out every day hiking around on the beach here, uh, just dressed for the weather. The fact is uh, we have large groups of people, families come down, they rent groups of rooms, and they have kind of reunions and fun. Uh, and then we have a lot of uh, friends that rent two or three rooms at a time and kind of make it a weekend party. Uh, again, you know, it's one ninety nine a night, and we're inches from the, the center of town also. Uh, the restaurants, as you go down into town, starting with the Bali Neck and Mahoney's and the Lost Dog Pub. I had dinner with my kids there the other day. It's all just really good food, and it's really nice. Um, the shopping, the nature, I, I can't, like I said, I had two bald eagles out here perched on the trees the other morning, and they're stunning, and they're huge birds, by the way. Yeah, the other part, Dave, that I wanted to let people know about, because sometimes if you if you've never stayed somewhere before, and you're not sure what to expect. I always find that if a place won't give you a lot of details, it makes people a little nervous. If people go to nasabijin.com and they want to check these out, I wouldn't wait. I would just get the gift certificate first. But then what I love is you guys break down everything these rooms have and everything the property has, all the amenities they can use on the property. So people are really going to get a good idea of what they're signing up for before they even arrive. Yeah, every room's got two queen beds. Uh a microwave, a coffee maker, you know, a fireplace, two beautiful rocking chairs to sit in front of these eight-foot picture windows. Um, you know, it's full bathroom, all every amenity that you would like in the room. But it's still got kind of a cottage colony feel to it. You know, the old-style Cape Cod vacation. It's very, uh, very friendly here is the best way to put it. People gather around the fire pit. Uh, there was a nice couple that started with Bloody Marys out there the other morning. Um having a great time and then all of a sudden there's 10 people chatting out there with their dogs and uh more of them had coffee than the bloody mary <laughs> but the uh, it's just it, it's it's so pleasant and sunset around here it's just so social and it's just such a special time 
uh, sunrise comes right right in front of the hotel. The sun comes blasting up in the rooms in the morning. It's stunning and red. All, and even the moonrise here is so worth seeing. We get a big orange moons year-round coming up right out in front of the hotel. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dave Henchy, for giving our listeners the opportunity to get this great deal. You can go to gracecurlyshow.com, click on store to get this $200 value. You're getting it for just $100, a $100 gift card to a gift certificate to the Nauset Beach Inn. This is a really special place. And like Dave said, it's an incredible time of year to check out Cape Cod, to get all nice and cozy and to relax. These go really, really fast. So don't wait. Go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store now. Thank you, Dave Henchy. We'll talk again soon. We'll be right back.